back to the shed, boys. We're in the middle of what is supposed to be June 15th, a near summer day, but in fact, it's more like a near spring day, like late winter day. It's gray, it's rainy, and I'm annoyed. I'm frankly a little ticked off at whoever's running the weather around here. By now, I'm supposed to be worrying about the quality of sunscreen I have, and instead I'm worrying about mold growing between my Where some of us are happy that there's no forest fires. Yeah, where some of us are happy that there's no forest fires. So are you the guy, like when you're, sorry to interrupt your (laughs) intro, but are you the one that when you're listening to FM radio, you love it when those dopey jocks go, it's a beautiful sunny day out there and time to get down to the beach. And those guys drive me nuts. No, I don't love it when those guys (laughs) Okay, well, thank you for that. Because they're coneheads. They are coneheads, yeah. Even that, anyway, anyway. Anyway, welcome back to the shed. We are going to have fun in spite of this terrible weather. In fact, I think I could argue quite successfully that this is perfect weather for being in the shed because being outside is just a big, huge, giant downer, whereas in here, it's all sweetness and light. Very comfy in here. We have lots of draftiness because of the COVID. Yeah, and as you listen on, you will see that we are, in fact, all three filled with joy and light today as opposed to usually only two of us being filled with that. So listen on, dudes. Listen on. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> well, what was your discussion about statues? Uh, on Facebook, Ken posted that he was disturbed by the destruction of statues, that they're historical figures that we don't necessarily believe that the values that they all stood for at that time are valid anymore, but they did do stuff to create our country, da-da-da-da-da. And I said, well, I disagree. I think they should pull them down because I think far too many of the values that those guys did espouse are still at play today. And I think if getting rid of, like we say, we're supposed to work towards change. Those statues have been standing there for my whole life and not very much has changed with regard to racism and inequality, at least in Canada. And if pulling down the statues prevents future violence, I'm good. Which statues are you thinking of? The Johnny McDonald hasn't gone yet in Montreal, but in Canada, it's guys like him that are gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and really, you know, and Angie and I had this conversation. She started out by saying they did it in China when there was a dynasty change. And the rebut on that is, well, wait a sec, that's different. Like in Rome, in Egypt, in China, when a dynasty changed, first of all, Dynasties use statuary and coinage as propaganda because they put their images and all that stuff so that everybody knew who was boss. So if the boss was out of business, you immediately destroyed all the vestiges of Boston. That's not the same as what we're talking about here. Here we're talking about too many people are feeling that some of the values that we would like to leave behind in history are validated by that honorary statue that's there. And then she went on to basically say something that I've thought all the time. In a nutshell, everybody's a racist. There's racism everywhere. And I just said, well, so then what? (laughs) You know, so if blacks are attacking Koreans in some some American cities and Koreans are attacking Chinese and other American cities, so what? Are we just supposed to, because really... They're all doing it, so it's okay for all of us Yeah, it's just status quo. Whoever's top dog just fight tooth and nail to stay there. Is that what we're supposed to do? I mean, I don't know. It seemed right to me. This is an interesting conversation, though. And that's your article this morning. I sent it to her and just said, I was really happy to read this because basically it shows that I'm not very right. Some of my positions and arguments are not very right, and I'm quite happy about that. You know, I'm pleased. I've said the police are afraid of black people, which they are. Whites in general are afraid of black people. But what I also said is that's why blacks are being singled out and treated so much worse than whites. And it's that article really puts that into He says that he believes that that he and his race get pulled over. Yeah, harassed. Disproportionately. That's kind of pretty clear when you just, I know it's anecdotal, but there aren't any blacks that come forward and said, I've never been pulled over. Yeah. I just haven't heard one say, what are you talking about? That never happens to me. Did you guys watch the 13th? Oh, no, Jesus. I, I was going to, Mob. I, I heard it's amazingly good from you and from others. It starts out with his birth of a nation, the film Birth of a Nation. Oh. And just, I've seen the film. Just what it, what it did to America, to white-thinking America. 
and and what what was, what was that? I, it's been a while since I've seen it, and I know that it's a heavily racist. Oh, and they're going to come and it was during, rape your women. It was all oh, right, and it was during the Reformation, right? Wasn't it 1913? Sorry, what are we talking about here? Birth, Birth of a Nation. America? Birth of a Nation. A film, and it's all about. Was it? I can't remember. Famous director, right? Yeah. Um, I cannot remember. Oh, we'll watch the 13th for our next, because I'm sure this is still going on. It's been quite a two weeks, hasn't it, gentlemen? Jesus, like the world turned upside down again in the last two weeks. What happened lately? Did I miss something? I hope not. Well, I mean, I hope I did. Well, all the protesting. Did you guys watch the Rayshard Brooks killing? No. Mm. Was that, oh, that was... Friday night in Atlanta. I saw the native guy. Oh, Jesus. Murphy in this country... Yeah, in this country. Uh, yeah. What isn't there eight in the last two months or well, months? It's two in New Brunswick in the last week and a half. Like what the fuck, Canada? And then you see those videos of the RCMP dealing with that hereditary chief on a license plate check. Yeah, I didn't watch that. I don't want to. Oh, it's just brutal. It's, it's hard to watch anything actually. Yeah. But yeah, I I do think that anybody who thinks racism doesn't existing candidates just isn't paying attention at all i think we should have a new contest gentlemen do tell okay the new name of our province but oh yes for sure people to send in their suggestions for the new provincial name <laughs> well that'll sort the wheat from the chat don't they didn't <laughs> i didn't i haven't read up on it but somebody said it's a double colonialist phrase it's not yeah I, i'm not sure what yeah what's columbia okay so columbia is named after christopher columbus oh oh, okay. one of the most okay. awful historical <laughs> okay. people oh i ever. didn't realize that terrible columbia was after columbus yeah, yeah and uh just i don't know as a as an aside it's weird that we spell our columbia different from the Colombians spell their columbia isn't the colombian spelling spanish yeah columbia yeah. And we're Colombia. Well, yeah. what would his name have? He was Spanish, correct? Or, so, or Portuguese or something, yeah. yeah. Or Ita- but it, what what was his last Columbus, name? Columbus. 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 Okay, it wasn't it was wasn't it? Columbia. Well, no, Columbus and Ia just means land of, so kind of like land of Columbus. Oh, 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 okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's coming and I think all our avid listeners should send in there perspective names for right. the, the new we, name of the province. Uh, the name that was proposed for our province was New Caledonia, and somebody had already taken it elsewhere in the world. So they're going, okay, well, how about, uh, I don't know, how about British Columbia? Was it taken in Oh, Australia New Caledonia was an option when they were naming it at the yeah, beginning. Yes, yes. Oh, and isn't that racist, New Caledonia? Oh, no doubt. I, I actually have no idea, but it, <laughs> it sounds reminds like... reminds me of a plantation someplace. <laughs> well, I, don't I don't know, know where. <laughs> I don't know where Caledonia is. I, New Caledonia is in Australia or something. Yes, and I think whoever was proposing it maybe wasn't aware of that or something. It's not like you can Google these things back then. Yeah. So uh, must have been you must uh, s- submit a country search to the United Nations or to the League of Nations or actually whatever was there before. There wasn't anything before. No, there's nothing before. So they, they're going, oh, I don't know, New Caledonia. And some guy from the back finally said, hey, mate. <laughs> Was Caledonia, is Caledonia in Scotland? The original oh, Caledonia? That, sounds, that sounds right. Oh, that sounds right. That's not racist. Oh, it's probably where the Romans kept their slaves or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Caledonia. <laughs> Caledonia. <laughs> How about um, North Cascadia? Uh, I like it. Or, well, it isn't. or we can grab Cascadia and let Washington and Oregon rename themselves to South Cascadia. Yeah, let them cry. They don't have an official name. That's just their unofficial advertising name or something, isn't it? North Cascadia. Cascades. There's nothing official about Cascadia in the States. There's not a region or a territory or a district. No, there's a movement that, you know, BC, Washington and Oregon have more in common with each other than with the rest of their respective countries and should perhaps consider becoming a new country? Well, then we could always just spin it to say, we're leading that. You are American cousins. We're going to get out in front of this and really push for it. We're going to start by calling ourselves Cascadia, and we'll be happy for you to join us. <laughs> just secede from the States. Actually, maybe we should say from the Cascades westward only. 
because I don't know, I don't think we want like the Eastern Washington and Eastern Oregon because they're Trump voters or Cranbrook. <laughs> yeah, well, might as well get rid of them as well. So, whoa, there goes all our li- all yeah. our listeners almost. We're down to like twenty. We can't really just afford to just willy nilly scythe them down. <laughs> Well, okay, so I don't know. Cascadia would be a good name for our whole province, I'd, regardless of the implications to uh, U.S. Ameri- U.S. Canadian relations. Hey, it's June uh, Juneteenth in about four days, isn't it? <laughs> Say, what's Juneteenth, Rich? <laughs> oh, you know, it's a celebration of the emancipation of the blacks. It's got nothing to do with the Tulsa race riots. I'm just arbitrarily saying that. Based on your broad background knowledge? I know it all, Skin. Mm, I know it all. Oh, I see. So the the upset is not only that he wanted to do his rally on the 19th, but it was also in Tulsa where the race riots happened in 1893. Just another slap in the face. There you go. Or 1921, perhaps. Or 1921. 1921, yeah. Yeah, if I understood things correctly, in the Civil War, the guy read the Emancipation Act, not in Tulsa. Is that right? Which guy was that? Uh, General Red, somebody of the Union Army. (laughs) Red. Red uh, Torn? Red Red Green. General Red Green. General Red Green, yes. So, listeners, we actually took a break and rehearsed and did our research, and this is what we came up with. It's pretty awesome, eh? Because we had a failure in recording, and we were in play mode, not record mode, and we said some, I said some stuff that was completely false, and uh, I'm managing to recover here because you don't get to hear what I said. (laughs) This is me battling mightily the temptation to point it all out. No, okay, so Juneteenth is emancipation 1865, somewhere in the States. I don't know where the guy read this statement. Some Union general. Galveston, Texas, I believe. Galveston, thank mm-hmm. you. And that has Galveston. nothing to do directly with the Tulsa race riots in 1921, where a well-to-do black neighborhood was burned to the ground. A whole bunch of people were killed. And so then there's a fuss over Trump holding one of his big rallies just on the date, right? On the date of emancipation and in the place where the uh, the whites rioted and burnt down a black neighborhood. Right. Okay. So he moved it to the next day. He's, it's on the 20th. Is now, it? Yeah. Okay. Just and he's been clean. advertising for uh, people of minorities. Yeah. There's ads for people of minorities to attend a major uh, yeah. event on June 20th. Oh, actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for pay. Oh, it's all yeah. over my Facebook. Holy yeah. doodles. I saw that too, and mine's just, I retweeted it too. I just kind of think, oh, come on, man. Like, come on. I've lost touch completely with where he's at in terms of his reelection likelihood, but come on. Yeah, but the thing is, is that I think this has been going on uh, since his election that they've been doing stuff like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. To oh, 100%. Absolutely. Show up at, so here's, here's a rally. Mr. Trump's coming to town. Come and hold a sign. No, they don't say Mr. Trump's coming to town, but come and uh, hold a sign. We'll pay you. Oh, I a hundred percent think that's the case. It's the same with protesters who are wanting to see the Huawei executive released. Mm. The pro mm. CCP right. protesters. Yes. Yeah. They're interviewed. They don't have the slightest idea. <laughs> they don't know what yeah. they're doing there or anything. Uh, were you just, paid? I'm not supposed to talk about yeah. that. <laughs> like, instead oh, of just no. That stuff yeah. Oh, that's happened several times just uh, in Vancouver. So it's not just limited to them, but I, I would argue that Trump is one of the more egregious. The Republican Party, I think. Because mm. it's just yeah. so clear that they do not enjoy widespread minority support and um stephen miller writing the uh speech that he's going to give at that rally isn't it or is that a, a national address from trump about race relations and yeah i don't know well if stephen I mean, miller's writing it it should be dynamic yeah he's kind of like a white supremacist he right? sure is yeah and then i bet you they're all thinking tulsa this is our heart of our country you know not they're just completely clueless about that stuff, right? Yeah. yeah, America. Yeah. It's just, I just keep thinking, come on, man. Even stuff like he was, <laughs> did you guys see the clip? It was really funny. He was at West Point, I think it was. He was giving some address to the West Point graduates. You're the greatest, blah, blah, blah. 
and he had to walk down this little ramp to get yeah. down to shake yeah. somebody's hand. <laughs> the tweet I saw just is pointing out he's taking little baby steps and he's oh, yeah. really being careful, you know. And I saw the thing, and honestly, I didn't think he was walking embarrassingly slowly really. or cautiously. But it's just that he made fun of Obama for going slow down ramps. Is that's, that what it was? That's why people are spending so much oh, time on it. I missed well, it. And he, good man. He did that sip of water in the same speech, right? Did well, he? With both hands. Yeah. Yeah, that holding. he had to actually tip it up. He couldn't quite turn it, so he had yeah. to get the other hand to tip it up. Oh, my goodness. And so they're thinking frail something Something's going along on with there. the walk. Yeah. Well, the Have fun you... the fun part of the ramp thing is he then responded. He tweets out, ramp was very steep and slippery, <laughs> quite dangerous, no handrails. <laughs> I had to run down the last 10 feet, which made me laugh to run. You and I, Mr. President, share different understanding of what the word run means. It's yeah. just ridiculous. The president responding to stuff like that. So did you guys watch Sarah Cooper? I only watch a couple. Honestly, I'm getting a little tired of her act. That's I'm. Yeah, I think it's hilarious. It's it's a good act, but yeah. I'm just kind of tired of it. And plus, it makes me cringe because it's it's very accurate. Yeah. Oh, is it the lip sync? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think she does fantastic. She, it's, yeah. it's, I could watch those all day. Oh, oh no, yeah. I, they they make me nuts because it's just Trump. It highlights how idiotic he is for yeah. sure. Yeah. But being and, reminded again and again of how idiotic he is brings me down because he's still there on another level you can look at it she's a woman and i think a lot of people would say boy what a dumb broad if uh i think a lot of people if she was go, talking if a way? woman's talking that way they're gonna go i can't believe what an idiot this woman is who does she well this is part of what brings me down that's too. part of her point yeah is also she's a black woman and <laughs> what she does with her eyes is marvelous yeah yeah. Like really top notch. Like she's when Trump's like hesitating for words, she's her eyes roll up. Like she's searching for the next word. It's yeah. just funny. It, she's very good. But let, it, that is what kind of brings me down though. I sort of just think what you just said, imagine if Obama talked that way, yeah. if, if he was doing that. That's her point. Yeah. And it, it just brings me down that all the millions of people that will go to their graves backing Trump. They're never, ever, ever, ever going to see that. They're never going to understand that. Yeah, no, but it's still fun. I mean, you can say that about anything that's thoughtful about how the harm that Trump is doing, right? That if it brings you down, I mean, if you watch MSNBC, that will bring you down. Yeah, I try to stay away from it yeah. because of that. I, because I it's pointing out all the terrible well, stuff he's doing. Well, because it's just an endless litany if he's horrible, 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 horrible. Well, yeah, I got that. But he's still president, and there's still millions of people ready to die for him to remain president. Yeah. That brings me down. I just don't. No, I think we've established now that he has no hope of getting elected, but. Uh, Have we? Yes. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> well, I just read an article that's, today in Politico uh, that said uh, outside of the big cities, they're expecting a Trump landslide. Politico is. So they're just saying no, the peop the, no the the state Oh the people are yeah I know there's no I understand that the, the, the people in the that. GOP in kind of in the state delegations are are quite excited that oh, uh, yeah. the worse things get the better it is for our hero Mr. Trump. Yes. Yeah, that's what they're believing. And they're betting on it. <laughs> yeah. But I think the the polls are so heavily. I know the polls weren't right last time, and they say that five times out of a hundred they're wrong anyway. But the polls are so far off the margins compared to any other president ever at mm. this point that his hopes are pretty well zero. But God, I hope so. The, well, of course, the biggest risk is voter suppression. That that's the stuff to worry about in my mind is voter suppression or declaring that because of COVID nineteen or something. Um, we can't have an election and, you know. I, th I think just uh, how much the, uh, not the, just the media, but social networking is explaining voter suppression is that people will fight against that. Yes. And they will come out in larger numbers. Now, whether they get to vote or not, but they will come out. They will somehow make their vote ha happen if they're allowed to vote. Yeah. And I was reflecting on the, the whole uh, we're screwed, which is, you know, skins kind of thing. And 
it's all great, which is my thing, you know. And then, no, no like, Pollyanna is your thing. If I have to go yeah. all screwed, you have to go Pollyanna. Okay. And then th- these are like way out at the tails of expect- expectations. <laughs> yeah. And and they both do a disservice because the we're screwed people, um, potential voters who kind of are lazy and are going, I hate this whole fucking system and we're screwed. I'm not even going to bother voting. It's rigged, man. And then you got the people at my end who are going, there's no way that Trump can get in. Therefore, I'm kind of busy right now. I'm not going to bother going to vote because we're going to win anyway. So actually, there's great danger at either end of the spectrum. They both need to be modified. We're screwed, but man, get out there and vote, please. And it's all good, but you... It's only because you're going to get out there and vote, please. Like that's yeah. the most important thing for, yeah. for for thinking Americans is to get out there and vote. Yes. For the unthinking ones, please don't. But they're they're all going to get out there and vote. Strongly agree. I wonder if the unthinking ones will too. Well, a lot of them will because they're they're so fired up and hateful. Alrighty. Okay, you guys. Back to my story. I was organizing my things outside with my. <laughs> boombox you guys remember before we were was there something about a boombox was where was the taping was screwed up at that point that's where it it failed okay oh good so you can start over again and bring the story back so what you were doing some organizing and you got your boombox out yeah and played it so i'm listening to itunes and Ah, the shuffle and i get the shed dogs episode 10 which was fun and then as i was saying i listened to some of the tapes from that i sent back in 75 from london and some of them are really quite short. They're like 30 seconds. <laughs> like, I think what I would do is I would just tape it and I'd say, uh, Mike, uh, <laughs> well, you know, send something, like send me drugs. I don't know. But, I, but there was one where I said, there's this virus in New Guinea and it's killed 400 people. And we're worried about that in London. Can you imagine 400 people? I went, Yikes. I'm telling this to Mike, and <laughs> and I thought that was rather. Uh, That's great. And and then in in ten oh, is uh, episode ten the one where you go to uh, your big trip to Morocco? No, I don't think so. Oh, and we say we say uh, welcome to episode ten. Woohoo! <laughs> big party because <laughs> yeah. we made it this far. Oh, we yeah, didn't yeah. think oh, we would make it to ten. A <laughs> hundred. Like if we get to a hundred, I'm gonna feel that that's a pretty big achievement. I was actually just thinking about this the other day. How many listeners do we have, and how long do most podcasts last? Getting together in the shed and talking is actually its own reward, as it has always been. But I've sort of abandoned the peripheral reward of fame and glory. It's not going to come from this podcast, I don't think. <laughs> Damn. Well, just not. You know. I think there's way more capacity for Pollyanna news than there is for We're So Screwed news. Capacity? Yeah. In the listening audience, any given person has more capacity to hear Pollyanna news than We're So Screwed news because well, the media is just flooded with We're So Screwed yeah, news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's arguable that the media is flooded with We're So Screwed news uh, because people buy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if, if you have a paper that's talking about how great. I mean, again, crime rates are way down. (laughs) Murders are way down. But anyway, um, people uh, are not going to buy that paper. Yeah. And they say that's evolutionary going back in time. If you you weren't constantly aware of where the threats were, you were ultimately going to die at some point back in the day. Mm -hmm. If you weren't aware of when the wolves are typically out... (laughs) Oh, I know. I I don't know that. And and the, the people who were, hey, man... What's your deal, man? It's like, uh, Sonny, I don't see anything out here. And the next thing you know, they're eaten by wolves. Yeah, and so the relaxed gene goes out of the pool. <laughs> and those relaxed genes got eliminated. <laughs> they do. Right. So this is the... So it's funny that you should say that because the last time we had a conversation, I was trying to pitch some idea around how racism arises from our what I called our lizard brains. Racism is an evolutionary artifact, and I got a lot of pushback on that, I thought. You did, because I think you were adding an additional point to that. Was I? It's not racism at all then. That was the follow-on. Well, it is not racism, in fact. It is just simply right. in-group, out-group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that was just the follow-on. And I think I wasn't asking the important question, which was, yeah, okay, let's not call it racism. Does that change anything? No, but what I was... So uh, that that was all I was worried about was yeah. the, so the kind of, is there some 
dog whistling going on here that, and not only is racism not a concept, then people would you stop getting all no. upset about racism? No, no. What I was wanting to do is have people acknowledge how deeply embedded it is oh, sure. and how they have to make a conscious effort with the human oh, yeah, thinking yeah. cognitive part of their brain to overcome that very powerful yeah. evolutionary based racist or. And that's legit. I was just, op- I was just tired that day. So I was just like not getting it and oh just could go, no, I want you to restate it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> it just wasn't Finally. playing well. Excellent. So we salvaged the part that when we had our technical glitch, <laughs> we lost some material that I was prepared to treasure forever. And now we're making some headway, getting it back. Again. Oh, that's whatever. excellent. I mean, whatever. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Whatever, man. You know what we discovered today, listeners? RJ and I confirmed it. If you send a text, you know, you're driving in your car, you want to get a hold of somebody, and you say, I'm not, I, I need to turn my phone off. But if you ask Siri to do it for you by saying, hey, you know, her name, I don't want to do it because it'll activate my phone. Right well, here it'll now. activate our listeners' phones as well. We have to be yeah, careful about it. That yeah. is an excellent point. No, yeah. it's a true thing. It One does. of the podcasts I listen to, they always say, hey, dingus. And dingus is their shorthand for, it could be Siri, could yeah. be Alexa, could yeah. be Google. And so they just say, hey, dingus, and they move on with it. And they've said it so many times that they don't oh, explain it or that's anything. That's very good. Very good. Anyway, if you... That's really fun, actually. If you decide to send a text and say, hey, dingus, or whatever yours is, Mm -hmm. and you use an expletive, some sort of profanity in there. And we wouldn't, but if you did. Well, we just did it as an experiment because, (laughs) of course, we don't usually stoop to vulgarity. It was for the sake of science. Yeah, science. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) it, It reads you back the text that your, your message says... Please eat shit. <laughs> it's really emphatic. It's kind of funny because they faithfully do what you're telling them to do, but the reading makes it feel like they're really validating your use of profanity. It's kind of fun. Hey, just out of the middle of nowhere, uh, KJ, I see over uh, against the wall there, and I think we should take a photo of this. We see a kind of a log, a piece of wood, what appears to be a piece of wood with a door in it. Is this a new uh, object dart? Well, it's been around for a little while. KJ, have you seen, or PJ, have you seen that before? I have not noticed it. I would have to say that if I was subject to hypnosis, it might come up. But the room is filled with a lot of visual stimulation, <laughs> yeah. and I might have missed that one. Anyway, uh, I like it. Yeah. So what's, says, move on. so what's the deal with it? Well, you have to open it up and look. I mean, from this angle, it looks like not necessarily real wood around the outside. Oh, yeah. No, that's real. So it's real. Oh, with real bark. And then inside looks like it could be a medicine shelf. Yes. Very close to that. Okay. Can you reach it, Skinny? I can. Let's just all pause because I'll need to edit out a whole bunch of... (laughs) (laughs) Not that. Spring to my feet with alacrity and lightness. Well, I, I sort of thought you could just reach over, but... No, I couldn't. <laughs> That's very good. That That's fantastic. Very, oh, and it's got your horoscope on it. Whoa, it's got a horoscope too. Your 2017 horoscope. Oh, there's a date on the bottom, 1981. For those of us, uh, for those of you not able to see the photo on your podcast app or on our website, there is a toilet roll holder inside. And so this is to be installed in an outhouse, is it? Or in. Yeah, that would. Yeah. yeah. That's very good. That's fantastic. Really well made, too. It is, yeah. I see on the bottom there it says SK1981. What's that all about? I think it's um, Patty Allen's stepfather uh-huh i think and and because he died not that long ago and i inherited just a ton of his shit well since we're on that topic so just uh got public service announcement i think we mentioned a while back and this happened in late uh, may sue's mom passed away and so got a public service announcement about funeral homes oh i want to hear this Having been through this myself with both mom and dad six years ago, we were of a mind that when we dealt with the funeral home that we would just 
you know, be cognizant of costs, but not fuss about it too much because it's just a, you, you know, you want to deal with the emotional stuff and not have to fuss too much mm-hmm. on the financial end. And Sue's mom certainly set aside some money to take care of the funeral costs. So why, why stress it? So she held and holds a funeral plot at, I'm going to say where it is, it's Forest Lawn in Burnaby. That's the one along Royal Oak Avenue in Burnaby. Forest Lawn is owned by Dignity, which is a mega corporation all through North America. They hold probably about 15 or 20 cemeteries in the lower mainland, maybe a 1,000 or 2,000 or something like that in North America. And they actually uh, may have been a merger between a Texas corporation and a company from Richmond, B.C. back in the 80s. I don't know if you remember, but they were a, a big going concern. So they're a megacorp. So we arrange a Zoom call with the guy, the funeral director guy, and he goes over it. And so I think they had sent us in advance their pricing structure. And they have a number of bundles and one of them's called uh, Graveside. And what Graveside is, you're not going to do a memorial. It's kind of COVID-19 times anyway. And so that was our preference, was we'll do a kind of a remembrance right there at the grave during the burial. And that Graveside package is like 8000 bucks or something. And, uh, and then there's um, No Service. It's called No Service. And it's like 2400 bucks, which is kind of weird, right? Like... You're paying 20, well, but they call it no service, but they actually do provide a number of services like they are going to register the death, for example, which is something that is far easier if you have a funeral home register the death and provide you with the death certificates, just much easier. So anyway, um, so we're talking to him, we're going, we think we want no service. He's going, oh, oh, because we'd already talked about a date and time. He's going, okay, all right, well, the no service... The dates and times for those are always 9 a.m. So they kind of stir you towards, like, if you want to spend a lot of money, they're going to force you to show up pretty early in the morning. Because if you think about it, you want a funeral to be in the afternoon because there's kind of morning preparation stuff. You want to dress up a bit. There's maybe meet at a house and go together. There's stuff where you don't want to do. Anyway, so we're thinking, okay, that's kind of weird. And we're going, okay, so we'll, uh, yes, we show up and we, we will say our own few words. We're not going to have an officiant. We're just going to say our own few words. So he's going, no, no, no. Actually for a no service, you have to stay in your car. So we'll set it up for you though. Uh, we're going seriously. So yeah, the moment you open your door and put your feet on the grass, they charge you $2,300 more. So we're going, okay, fine. We shrug. We go and well, I guess we're going to go for graveside then. So that's all good. It's a little bit annoying, but... So, so let me just interrupt, make sure I got this. I thought Graveside was eight grand. Yeah. No service is 24. Yeah. Difference is 56, right? Yeah, well, somewhere along the line, there's something that I'm missing there. But trust me, when you step into the grass, it's 2,300 more. So I think it's because we could subtract a few things out. Okay. So, so I actually said one of those numbers wrong, but okay. I'm not sure which one. Okay. Okay. So, uh, but it's good you pointed that out because I'm sure our listeners are following along on the math yeah, as well. Yeah, because I'm just waiting to hear, like, if it's 23, then there's still a bunch of money unaccounted for. Yeah, I'm but wondering. I'm not going to tell you about all that because I can't remember the details. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're good. We've, we've arranged for that. Uh, we're going to do the graveside. It's going to be, you know, kind of pricey, but whatever, right? Like, yeah, you've, then you've rightly only concluded certain things in yeah. life that you care about. You want to negotiate. A car, I do. Yes, I want to negotiate the price of a car. But when it comes to certain things, we're just going to kind of shrug and go on with it. And that's what Mike and I did with my mom, for example, and my dad. They they got cremated, but it turns out you still have to have a coffin. Well, do you actually have to have a coffin? Well, they certainly tell you you do. And they don't make it clear whether that's a legal requirement. Anyway, there's a lot of that stuff's going on. At a certain point, maybe it's best in life to not be skeptical and just shrug your shoulders and go with it. So we're going with it. We're shrugging our shoulders. We're going with it. We get the contract. Now I'm reading the wording in the contract and something's bugging me a little bit. I I print out the entire contract and I'm reading it line by line. I mean, I, I know a, a lot of our contracts in our lives, we don't bother doing that and for good reason. But I think there's certain things like when you're buying a house and in this case, 
I'm thinking, I'm going to read this line by line. I don't know why. I'm just, maybe I'm a little miffed at the guy or something. But I get to the point that says, you also confirm that you have been informed of your right to select only such services and merchandise as you desire. And this is the Dignity Megacorp. Yeah. This is on the contract that's probably everywhere in North America. Yeah. And, you know, it's technically true. It's just they bundle the services in a way that if you want one little thing, you got to pay for everything. So that was annoying. So I'm thinking, well, I'll make sure that Sue's aware. And it's kind of, it's Sue's choice, right? And I also told her, uh, it says the funeral director or the operator of the funeral home may be entitled to receive a commission on benefits. And at one point, the guy had said to us in our Zoom call that uh, we really pride ourselves on not being salesmen. So that just stuck in Sue's craw, the whole thing that you're not a salesman, but you're almost certainly getting a commission and also the other thing. So we just go, well, you know, we'd both forgotten. And I don't know if you guys are aware. And I was at one time aware, but I totally forgotten that you don't have to use the services of Forest Lawn. Even though you're getting buried at Forest Lawn, you don't have to use their services. Mm-hmm. And so this is what the, you can get your own backhoe in to dig a hole and all that. Well, that maybe not because so what he had pointed out to us, and this was when I should have totally realized it took me a few days. You slowly glom onto stuff. He said, oh yeah. And, um, in terms of the burial, uh, you're going to actually have to call a different provider. It's also called forest lawn, but it's forest lawn cemetery as opposed to forest lawn funeral homes. So there's two companies. And over the course of a couple of days, I put it all together. It's a BC regulation that they can't be the same company. And I put it together that, oh, this is just like the eye doctor and the glasses company can't be the yeah. same company. There's a reason for that. And it's so you're not forced into dealing with a company who could then price gouge you. Yeah. So anyway, we phoned a place called in Aldergrove called Alternatives and they've purposely named themselves alternatives as a reminder that you have alternatives. Yeah. And I'm sure that there are several other companies like this, but those guys were just amazing to deal with. Their prices are right on their website. We can see what's included. So instead of the, it was literally $4,500 cheaper for the exact same quality of service. And sorry, this was for, see, I got lost a little bit here. You can get somebody else to, to manage the service. Yeah. Manage the, getting the death registered, getting the casket prepared to bring the casket to forest lawn. And then at that point, it's the forest lawn cemetery, which is a different company owned by dignity, mind you. Yeah. But it's a different organization who then provides the services of opening up they call it open and close. That's their jargon in the industry. Yeah. Open the ground. Yeah. yeah. Open the ground up. Yeah. Drop the casket down. Yeah. And bring in the backhoe and the guys, you know. Yeah. And yeah. fill it up. Yeah. Well, that makes sense because, you know, you used to drive up Hastings and there'd be six funeral homes up and down there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But then I'm, so, so then to yeah. go on with this line of thinking, I'm trying to. So that's a separate $4,500 left. Well, you got somebody to come in and say words or conduct a service, you had the graveside service? Yeah, we did our own service. Okay, but this was what was going to cost you eight grand. Yeah, cost us 4500 less. Wow. Yeah, and it's ex- everything's the exact same. There's no difference. Wow. There's the guy standing there politely, nicely, you know, and by the way, I strode up to him and shook his hand before I realized what I was doing. Yeah. He let me shake his hand, and then he kidded with me a little bit about it. And then he immersed it in gasoline and lit it. That's and so he was I, quite I, a nice guy. They they provided really great service. They yeah. were easy to reach. And then the original guys, when I called them up, we'd already given them some authorizations to start the process, even though there was no financial contract signed yet. Yeah. So the first thing when we decided to tell them that we're not going to use their services, the first thing was. Uh, my first question was, did you already start this process? And he said, well, we, we are getting, we are preparing. This is to register the death. Yeah. And I said, cause we've decided not to go with you. And he says, oh, okay, well, that's fine then. Okay. Well, I guess there's nothing more to talk about. Good. Going. And so that's fine. And Sue, we hang up and Sue goes, should you call him back and make it clear that he's 
if they've started anything, they better stop it. I'm going, no, because they're not going to get money for it anyway. So it turns out that uh, once we signed the contract with Alternatives, we called him on a Monday morning and he said, yeah, we have an issue here. The uh, the other guys have already registered the death. <laughs> and I said, okay, well, can you just proceed from there? And he goes, no, we've never done this. In my 27 years of a as a funeral director, we've never had some other company register the death because they just don't do that unless you've signed a contract with them. So I said, well, yeah, we signed a release. He says, yeah, but you haven't signed a contract with them. I said, that's true. Anyway, they had to deal with each other. They weren't returning his calls, so we had to call. And so there was a moment of high pressure on a Monday morning where we're going, oh, I can't believe we have to deal with this. And if I had done what Sue was saying, should we do? Yeah. It would have been... So whoever said there's nothing more to talk about did not immediately go to whoever's doing the paperwork and say exactly. cease and desist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and when we called up, uh, when we called up, I said, you know, and furthermore, nobody's going to go pick up the casket, right? And the guy's going, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> and I'm going, tell me that you've yeah. arranged it and you've spoken to the person in it. Anyway, uh, about half an hour later, it's yes. The driver has been informed not to pick her up from the hospital. Yeah. So that that was Jeez. like what we're having to deal with all of a sudden. And that was a little bit on us because it took me a while to realize we shouldn't be going with the first guys. Yeah, no, but I mean. But that's the PSA for yeah, all listeners. We're all of a certain age here. And yeah. so many of you will have. Yeah. Yeah. If we haven't had experience up to now. We're bound to have it sooner rather than later, basically. Yeah. yeah. That's. That's really interesting. I had no idea. I wonder how it works in places like Rossland. You know, there's Mountain View and that's it. And you wouldn't think there's a large variety of funeral service providers in the Rossland Trail area. There's yeah, not. I would so. expect that they probably can mix and match legally, but I don't think they compete. I doubt that they compete much with each other. Yeah, that's that's where I was going. I think that. They that's going to be a downward spiral for them. Yeah, they don't collude, of course, because that would be illegal. But uh, <laughs> I bet you they have remarkably similar pricing structures. Instead of having their chat out on the golf course, <laughs> they probably have their chat out on the uh, cemetery yeah, lawn. Exactly, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because the, the body was transported all the way out to Alder, Alder Grove for the preparation. Huh. And then the hearse drives all the way in from Alder Grove. Same price. Yeah. Yeah. Right, because those parts of it were priced the same. That that's the the the, the hearse yep. and this and that. Interesting, and all, interesting. Yeah. That's a very good one, RJ. Very good one. Very good. Over the last couple of episodes, we've mentioned a couple of different times various aspects of our production process, and we've probably created, hopefully, created the impression that it's really complicated, and you have to have a really swelling, itching brain to manage it all and everything. But I spent some of the expertise that I learned from RJ on editing and the tools that we use. RJ constructed our whole structure that we use here to produce the podcast. So my spin instructor, and I would say my former spin instructor, but someday spin will start back up again, I guess, after there's a vaccine. She's going for a master's in education. Part of that, she has to do a little podcast about video conferencing in education and how it works been thinking about us, me, because knows that we do this and therefore have the tools. So for those of you who are ever considering doing this, at least up to the point before publication, creating a sound file that has stuff in it, it really doesn't have to be very complicated. She sent me this sound file that she'd done and she called it her podcast. And it was about, uh, about 12 to 15 minutes. It had music, background, introductory background and closing music. Mm-hmm. It had interviews with kids in her grade five class asking their opinions. You know how it was done? Voice memo on an iPhone yeah. and for the music in the background, an iPad playing music. Into the iPhone. Yeah. Okay. So she's running voice. She turns on the background music. On it comes. <laughs> and then it goes off. And then she starts talking and does her spiel. And then it, yeah. then some point background music has started. There's a little bit of a pause. Background music starts, does the interviews with the kids, then closing music. And it's just done with that. So I edited it and I took out a bunch of pauses and everything because there was pauses when the music had to start and stop. Mm -hmm. And there was a couple of pauses where I think she did it from a script 
So there's a couple of pauses where she had to relocate her spot in the script. But I think she just recorded the whole thing, like turned off and then continue recording and then turned it off and continue recording. And the kids, it was just the same voice memo file. She just continued recording. Mm -hmm. And yeah, okay. So I cleaned it up and I used Levelator to make the volume all even. Nice. But the finished product was pretty pretty respectable, you know, like, and you kind of think, Wow, I had no idea it could be done so easily. I I, I was really impressed at yeah. how bare bones that can be done. And some uh, the newer the phone is in general, the better the microphone. Yeah. So they. Yeah. No, it was it was really kind of eye opening to me, and also, frankly, it was eye opening what an improvement editing does make to pacing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and volume, but really the main thing was, geez, if anybody out there wants to actually try this on. It's pretty easy to create something that has material and music and background. Yeah. Pretty easy. And I would experiment to confirm this, but I'm pretty sure that once you start the voice memo, you can flip around on your phone and do stuff. You could actually search the web and do things like that, and it's going to keep recording you. Oh. Oh. Which is kind of like because in our case, for example, we use AnyList, so we kind of look at our phone from time to time. or Yeah. Ooh, that's interesting. So I, I yeah. think it actually works. We we could actually try it out sometime. Yeah. Anyway, that was, I guess that's sort of a PSA. Just if you're, I, I, it was an eye opener for me that you could do something just so straightforward like that. And it actually turns out okay. Well, I was doing that organizing yesterday. I thought I'd make a time-lapse video, of course. Oh, yeah. As I like to do. But I'm trying to listen to my boom box at the same time, right? It's doing Bluetooth. It would not. Uh, every the first of all, I got to a point and I didn't want to listen to the song, so I went. What I think is it's still time lapsing, and I actually do it. I would without moving the phone. I go to iTunes, and as soon as I go to iTunes, time lapse stops. And I, so I'm just wondering, yeah, about if if voice recording <clears throat> yeah. carries on. And, yeah, if you go out I think of voice, time lapse is a little, or, or the camera's a little bit different. The camera's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and also. Um, if you were to actually try and do anything else that involves sound, including playback, yeah, yes, that that would instantly stop your voice memo. Yeah, and right. it's like if you went to a web page that had an audio, for example, that would that itself yeah, would stop yeah, the voice yeah. memo. Yeah, yeah. While we're on PSAs, uh, the other thing about this whole end of life business is probate. Mm. So probate is a fancy sounding word that means nothing more, zero, nothing more than proving that a will is valid. That's it. That's what probate means. But also there's a probate fee. And so people think of that as part of probate as well. And that's a fee based on uh, all the the assets that need to be distributed via the will. Uh, And that fee is huge. Like it's 1.4%. So if there's a house involved, uh, that could add up in Vancouver. That could add up, you know, round, you know, anywhere from fifteen to thirty thousand dollars, depending on the value of the house, or more, of course. But uh, yeah. So uh, another PSA is that you don't need to hire a lawyer for probate if it's simple. Actually, let me do a different PSA to start that you can avoid probate altogether if there's a certain level of willingness in the uh, person w- before they die and the. Mm. And the family itself, you know, you can set up the house to be in two people's names and joint tenancy. That's, I think a lot of people are aware of that. And that kind of avoids a process that takes a while. Um, But in our case, that was simply not available. So we're going through a probate process and just a little PSA to say there are literally only for a simple estate, there's just three forms to fill in. And there are another three or four they're called forms, but all they are simply affidavits saying, I state the following to be true. So who, who has to witness those just by the by? Um, a notary public. I mean, and some notaries charge 10 bucks per witness. Although I thought they're more typically 20 to 40. Yeah. I would have thought about 40 um, or 50 bucks. To just... So we spotted one today that's 10 bucks and that starts to worry you because yeah, <laughs> no there's a certain level where the, the service level goes down because so, they're so cheap. So, uh, yeah, Terry O'Reilly, wherever you are, I hope you're hearing this because that's one of those things where if you're 
getting a notary that only charges 10 bucks, yeah. you immediately begin to question whether you're really getting a notary, right? Yeah. You expect to pay. And so a notary actually hurts their business by pricing too low. And this particular guy is a lawyer and a notary. Yeah. And so lawyers charge quite a bit for witnessing. Yeah. But a lo- this guy's a lawyer and a notary, and so he he takes off his lawyer hat and he puts on his yeah. budget notary hat and charges you ten bucks. Well, and then I'm down with that know, guy. Whoever does he that is, make up for it by charging you big legal fees. Who knows, right? But, Maybe he uh, just sleeps at night. I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, three. Uh, it's it's kind of you know we bought the self counsel press guide. 40 bucks. Highly recommend. And, oh, highly recommend it. Yeah. Boy, just, this is gold. Just, just, just take a moment listeners <laughs> and understand the value of listening to this podcast. Yeah, just it, in this one podcast alone, I mean, you could probably save about $7,000. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. I mean, the probate side, you have to enjoy kind of doing the bureaucratic stuff. Or at and least be able to endure it. Falling. Yeah. Be able to endure it and following instructions, you know, and carefully checking things over. And if you don't, I mean, it's probably worth just pay a lawyer. Like it's not like, I don't think the lawyers are going to cost you a huge amount of money to look it over, to check your work. I'll bet you a lawyer runs for simple estates, probably runs you between one and 2000 bucks and that's it. So if, if you really don't, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, if, if it's a house in the Vancouver area, there's, it's going to dwarf that fee. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I mean, I would have done the same thing. Most of our listening audience is probably beyond the need for this advice, but divorces are much the same idea. You don't have to engage a lawyer to get a divorce. If, if you're going to have a reasonable conversation with your soon to be ex, it's What's fun about that is you fill out the forms from Canadian, what is it? Self-serve press? Self-counsel press. Self-counsel press. Yeah. And you do all that. And then you put it in at the courthouse and they read it over. They basically check your work. Yeah. And they return it to you with the errors highlighted if you've made any, or they approve it. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what a lawyer does, right? Yeah. The lawyer just prepares that same form, fills in those same blanks, checks his own or her own work. And charges you a whole pant load of money to do it. Yeah, and a, a lifetime of uh, skepticism, at least on my part, would lead you to believe that this government bureaucracy will be evil. Mm. And and I kind of thought that about probate. You know, I'm going to make one little tiny typo. And there are some. Like if you say not applicable, yeah, there's a big re- red reject stamp that gets used. <laughs> and they push it back to you. So I just assumed that they wouldn't explain stuff. They'd be go, huh. Yeah. You didn't use a lawyer, huh? Yeah. Well, no, but that's not the case. We actually watched a webinar and included the the head manager from the probate division of the Supreme Court. Yeah. That's so she awesome. she has all these bureaucrats working for her, and she's going, yeah, we'll we'll reject it in these circumstances. They help you, yeah. telling you, but they also say, and if we do reject it, we provide you a nice letter that explains exactly why it was rejected. Yeah. And in our case, maybe because of COVID, we'll maybe have to courier it in. I'm not sure if we can walk up to the counter and mm-hmm. have them help us in that regard, which is kind of too bad. But uh, even so, they would write us a letter and saying, yeah, you decided to say not applicable under the uh, list of people who might be testators or citors. And, you know, maybe someone's name could be not applicable. Oh. You know, could you rename yourself to not applicable? Probably. Well, that's really great. So, KJ, the mm-hmm. world is in trouble here. I've stumbled into the Pollyanna corner somehow. Because that, that thing about evil bureaucracy is typically something I would be, you know, self-propagating bureaucracies, uh, self-perpetuating bureaucracies. And here I'm finding myself enthusiastically agreeing with RJ that in the legal part of the world, it's not the case. Well, we'll just report back on how it actually went. We, I mean, we had another good example today. We called the Department of Vital Statistics to find out how our will search was going. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and basically you get That's the, awesome. you get the, uh, due to COVID-19, uh, lines are pretty busy, but please stay on the line. Right. So and they repeat that twice. And then the third time they say, because the call levels are quite high right now, call back some other time. Oh, or you can leave a message. And so we're thinking we'll leave a message, but we're thinking they're not going to call us back. So we leave a message and we get a call back <laughs> two hours later. And she oh. says, oh yeah, yeah, we've got your, uh, and here's your tracking number. And we sent it out on Friday. And 
I could not believe it. That's awesome. I'm happier and happier in this episode. I'm just feeling more. I'm going to just bliss out and disappear pretty soon. It's all coming together. British Columbia, man, we got a good government. We got a good bureaucracy. We've got a good chief medical officer. Well, we got a bunch of good parts for sure. Yeah. That's, that is cool. Cause I was af- really afraid that due to COVID-19 is just going to replace, like how many times have you called into some place and says, we're experiencing longer than normal call volumes or larger than normal call volumes. Every Please time. Hold. Every time. There's no, nobody you call now that does not say that. Yeah. And so you sort of think, no, you're not. You're experiencing entirely normal, normal volumes. volumes that you are not staffing for. You cheap ass sons of because my time is way cheaper to you than your time is. You I was afraid they were going to start now just just to change it up, just to take the heat off from guys like me, just call it COVID-19 related delay because I'd be more tolerant. Because of course, they're sensitive to my little moods, right? They just know. The whole world is skinny. Well, I'm an average Canadian and they know it. They don't want average Canadians angry at them, so. <laughs> yeah, one more thing uh, related to the uh, end of life thing here. Uh, <laughs> boy, we've you? got, uh, so, you know, we're dealing with probate and uh, Sue's brother Steve said, you know, because I'm, I'm pushing things along. Mm-hmm. Going, we got to get in by June 22nd. That's when they reopen the queue. Really? They closed I, it down because of COVID-19. I can't so. imagine you actually pushing stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I know. And, uh, you know, and I'm honestly not using that tone of voice, but why not yeah, use it yeah. here? And, yeah. and uh, so if we get in early on June 22nd, there's going to be a whole bunch of people putting their uh, request for probate in, yeah. you know, the form P2, of course. Uh, oh, the old and, P2. Yeah, the P2. And, uh, you know, everybody's going to be trying to get the P2 in on June 22nd. So <laughs> I feel like if you do it at the end of June 22nd, that could be actually another one or two month delay, right? And Steve's going, yeah, but it's not critical path. And it's true because the house itself, there's the contents of the house, right? And much as it should be, okay, go, go, go in the house. Okay, one stack for stuff you're going to sell. Better be a small stack. One stack for stuff you're going to give away. I don't know, who cares how big that is, as long as it's easy to give it away. And one stack for stuff that you're going to discard of. Is that Well, it? I thought giveaway and discard would probably fall into the same camp. Yeah, but then they get all mixed up. Yeah, I know. And but then I mean, somebody has to pick over. These are, yeah. literal, these are literal stacks. I'm not talking about... No, I know. But yeah. you're just. I'm just thinking... The real difference there is simply you, you expect one stack to be much more attractive than another stack, but. Well, the stuff that you're giving away is somebody's gold. So yeah. some of that stuff in there is like, oh, you're giving this away? Yeah. So there's some of that stuff. Yeah. The stuff you're throwing away is definitely going to get thrown away. But yeah, so that's a, for our listeners, it'll be too late by the time we go live with this. But we're going to sell some tools super cheap and give away a whole bunch of tools that are quite useful to people and uh, then discard us some stuff as well. So KJ and PJ, you'll you'll get, uh, if you want, you can go over there and have a look at those mm-hmm. things. PJ, you don't have a lot of storage area for tools. Oh, who knows, you know? Like, who knows? But anyway, there will be a whole bunch of stuff like that. So I think that they can get through the house faster than they think, though. It seems uh, daunting. I, I just have no idea. seems daunting at first. And I also have no idea what real estate is doing, so whether rushing is good or bad. Like That's what I've said to Sue. Is, is real estate going to rise as we relax, or since, is it, what's yeah, going to happen? And we truly don't know the answer to that. No, I have no idea. So, so really, once you decide you don't know the answer to that, then you just kind of shrug. And if it happened to go down because you're mm. late – you have to have that ability to shrug about that. Like if you're an investor, you need that capability to go, we know the risks. We correctly read the risks and we did the right thing knowing the risks and what actually played out is no longer relevant to whether you feel good or bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's the same with so much yes. of our experience actually. Yeah. Cause you know, investment, the, the, it could go up all of a sudden going camping and you're not supposed to pat yourself on the back and go, yo, yeah, it sure worked out well for us. Weren't we smart? No, yeah. you weren't smarter than, yeah. yeah. Going camping. Same thing. That is all we've got for this week. That was a lot of fun. I expect to hear from some of you. I believe we've charged you with 
giving us feedback on a couple of very important civic issues like the future name of this, our province. I want to hear about that. Better not let us down and also tell your friends. But mainly, take care of yourselves. Whatever you do, don't get COVID. We're, we're going round and round what that might mean, but whatever it does mean, it's not good. So just take care of yourself and don't get it. Don't give it to anybody else. Come back and listen to us again, and we'll look forward to seeing you. Okay, bye. Bye. Right.